Welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen, and I'm so glad you're here. So welcome to another week. Uh, I am late with this podcast. I normally always make sure my podcasts are posted on Tuesdays. I had a little bit of a different week this week, and so I apologize. I'm later than normal, but I'll get into that shortly. I'm trying a new tool today to record using a Rodecaster Pro. Uh, it's a mixer, essentially, and so I'm still trying to get used to everything. Hopefully this sounds okay. I, of course, will be checking it before I post it, but I'm just looking for the best sound that I can get to be able to bring this to you week after week. Funny enough, one of my biggest difficulties actually is not my equipment that I record with. It is my lack of a desk. I have an audio station sound booth thing that I created set up, and tonight I'm trying for the first time recording without using that. But I am standing with everything on my dresser, which works for the time being. But everything in one little corner and not moving is more difficult than it seems. So I've been trying to get a desk from Ikea since first part of July, I believe. And I think with everybody working from home right now, if you want a desk, you're going to be waiting forever. And, and I've tried looking at different places for something else, but I really have my heart set on, on one particular one out at Ikea. And I don't know, maybe I'll be lucky to get one by Christmas, but I keep checking every day and still not there. They send me coupons that I can't use because they don't have anything in stock. <laughs> but I guess these are the problems that we have during a pandemic, and I, I can't complain too much. So let's get into our topic this week. Uh, I've been kicking around whether I wanted to do a topic, which is a, an audiobook that I want to talk about, or if I want to discuss something a little bit more personal for me this week. And, and I decided, given the week that I've had, that we're going to go with personal. Um, I will probably record the other one right after this, as long as everything sounds okay. And... Uh, We'll see what happens, but I want to talk to you about the circle of life, which I know is a really big topic. It could, you know, you can take it so many different ways. Uh, 2020, in general, I think for most people, it, to put it bluntly, it's been a bitch. Uh, we've been struggling with everything, you know, and every time you think, okay, we can get through this, we can do it, something else happens. And, you know, from having a pandemic, to having just a tumultuous presidential race going on here in the States, to having wildfires out in California, and I'm hearing, you know, typhoons and things like that in other countries. And, you know, I, I just feel like the world is coming to an end, apparently. And what's funny is, as a kid, uh, I grew up in a very religious household, and I remember thinking as a kid, the end of the world was right around the corner because every single time something happened, it was, well, these are the signs of the end of the times. And I would hear this over and over again. So no matter what it was, this country was fighting with that country. Oh, well, you know, that's one of the signs of the end of times. And so I, I felt like I'm not going to make it to my double digits. I'm not going to make it to see 13. I'm not going to make it to drive. You know, I'm not going to be 18, 21, whatever. 
because I thought the world was ending every day. So it was very, very weird. But now as an adult and seeing all these things happening, part of me thinks maybe it is ending. So I don't truly believe that. I just think we've got a lot of things to deal with right now. And as humans, we need to be better. We need to be kinder to one another. We need to be kinder to our environment or there will be nothing left. And uh, that does worry me a bit. But anyway, so 2020 has been quite a bitch. Um, You know, it's caused us to confront so many different things, to face so many truths, realities, to be questioning, is this accurate? Is it not accurate? Um, Fact-checking has become uh, just a a part of daily life. And, you know, sadly, we can't really believe anything that we read, see, hear anymore. And and that's hard. Um, We've lost so much in, in the world, we've lost so many people, you know, here in the, the U.S., we've lost a lot of people with the pandemic right now, and it just, it feels like it comes left and right. But, you know, the other side of death and loss, of darkness and rain, is life and birth and light and sun. You know, this past week, I actually got to experience quite a lot of these things, and um, it started with my father's oldest brother had a great day with his daughter, was chatting on the phone with one of his sons, and had a massive, unsurvivable stroke. As we waited as a family, you know, some of us spread out all around the country uh, for the tests to confirm the worst and to move him home to be comfortable during his last days and hours, my brother had a baby. So on, I think it was Wednesday or maybe it was Thursday, I had actually looked at booking a quick flight down to Tennessee to visit him, meet his son, uh, because Southwest has some really good deals going on right now. But instead, I had to take a quick trip to Michigan for a funeral. Um, I wasn't actually planning on going to the funeral um, because if it was going to be like my Um, other uncles in April, I thought maybe we would live stream and I would be able to participate in that way. You know, although I wanted to be there getting away, especially on a Monday can be kind of difficult. I've got some new hires at my full-time job and I have responsibilities I had to take care of. But, you know, I, I thought for sure that was, that was uh, my plan. And then my cousin texted me on Friday and she She asked if I would be willing to travel and help take care of her dad. And I just don't know how you can say no to that. Um, I I just couldn't. So I did what I could. I was able to get the day off of work on Monday. And, you know, it was literally a 24-hour trip. Left here Sunday afternoon, got into Michigan 7-something at night, and turned around and left 6.30, 6.20-ish on Monday night. Uh, There was a lot of emotion. Um, You know, although it's great to see family that you don't see, and for somebody that doesn't live nearby, many folks I don't see at all. Um, But it's for a difficult reason. And although we celebrate his life, and and my uncle lived to be 87 years old, um, you know, it's never long enough. And I have to tell you, after that literal 24 hours to Michigan and back, 
There are a few things that you get reminded of, and there are a few things that just blow you away. The funny thing about growing up in a large family like mine is that you don't get a chance to know everyone in the same way. You know, it's kind of like going to high school. You've got little cliques. You have families that tend to gravitate towards one another. Maybe the siblings were close to the same age. Maybe the cousins are the same age. But, you know, usually age is the one that sorts you into those little groups. Um, So you know everybody. But other than name, not much else is known. And then you have the ones that you play with or hang out with at reunions. Some might be lucky enough to go to school with some of their relatives. Um, I never did. I, I grew up in a town just outside of where most of my family was. Um, but, you know, it, the interesting thing about the large family is how when you're older and everyone's an adult, suddenly you can just talk and you find things in common and you know, you can share stories, you can remember, you can be all adulty. Um, and then you look around and suddenly you see that you're the age that your parents were when you think about growing up and that your parents are now the age that your grandparents were. And that's how that circle of life comes back. I lost my grandparents many, many years ago. Uh, But I've been blessed to have some healthy relatives and that have been able to enjoy very long lives. There were a few that we lost young, most notably my cousin Kevin. Um, I was uh, in between my sophomore and, or I'm sorry, my junior and senior year in high school when that happened. And someday, maybe I'll share his story because we have a, he deserves a story all on his own because it's, it's very interesting when you look at it as a whole. Um, But for the most part, I have been blessed to have aunts and uncles and cousins that I get to watch grow older. But that comes with its own difficulties. Now we're starting to see struggles. You know, in my family, um, my, my dad's side of the family, my grandmother had something with, I think it was the nerves that run from her feet and her legs. And so I can remember being younger, she needed a cane. And then as she got a little bit older, she needed a walker. I remember at one time we got her a, a cane with a seat, a little three-legged guy. And then eventually it just really limited her ability to walk. Something in it is genetic, you know, some kind of a neurological nerve thing, because every other one of her children has the same thing. So watching them all at the funeral, watching them struggle to to get around and, and maneuver, that's hard. I'm thankful for their health and for their life and the age that they're getting to be, but I can also really see how much they struggle. So... I, at one, after the service, one of my aunts and I were talking. She's the kind of aunt that sends you funny cards for every occasion in life and every holiday you didn't know you needed a card for. She can find one and sends it out to you. And she, she has sent them when I lived in Texas, when I lived in North Carolina, when I've lived here in Wisconsin, when I lived in Michigan away in college. And, 
you know, the one year I lived in Texas, I remember she sent me a card that had a little ceramic snowflake and um, just said something like, I found you or, or something with a snowflake. So I didn't forget what that looked like. And it's, it always just brightens my day and lifts my spirits. And it's, it's wonderful. I have a good payback for her uh, this year, though, because her birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks. And I found a great card to send her. So I can't wait to get that one out. But about a year ago or so, she added the name of my partner on the card as well, which I wasn't expecting. And uh, see, I've never officially come out to my family, either side. There are people that know me. They know who I am. uh, But I don't advertise it necessarily. I don't talk about it. My family is not exactly what you would call supportive. And by, by saying my family, I mean my parents. They have not been supportive or accepting at all. Um, you know, I was outed 20-ish years ago, and my life changed on a dime, and it's never been the same. Someday I will share that story because it deserves to be told because I know there are many people out there that struggled like I first did when you had nowhere to go, suddenly you had no family that you th- or you didn't think you had family. And it deserves its own telling. And I'll, I'll do that someday when, when I'm ready to. But long story short is that there was not a moment of acceptance. And there still isn't 20 years later. So I was c- quite surprised by two different things this week. That aunt that sends me amazing cards that suddenly threw my partner's name on there came up to me and she said, well, wh- where is she? I was hoping that I was going to get to meet her. I was, I was really excited to meet her. And it kind of took me aback and it was like, well, can you say that again? Um, and she had no idea that my partner was not welcome, that my partner, um, that my parents have never met my partner and we've been together 20 years now. And, you know, so that it still made me feel good that somebody cared and somebody cared to ask. And so we went off to the service. It was a wonderful service. And afterwards, a family member came up to me and said, hey, can I, can I talk to you real quick? I said, sure, of course. So I walked away, and he said, I just wanted you to know that you are not alone in the family. And they described their own story of coming out. And I feel bad because my reaction was, oh, wow, wow. And I think I said it probably five times because, to be honest, I was not expecting that. I still... I'm still processing that. And then you think about, you know, all those years that we could have talked to one another. We could have shared support and our stories together. And we couldn't or didn't feel comfortable or didn't feel safe. And that makes me sad. But their parents are very accepting. And there's hope. But... You know, again, full circle. 
for everyone that is left alone, there's another that's welcomed. There's another person that's there to lean on. And it just, it just touched me this week how much of a full circle that really was. Watching a life begin and a life that was ending. And I feel for my family, for the kids of my uncle who now have to navigate through his life and his home and, and thinking of life without their father. And you can't help but think about yourself. So for me, what that life is going to be like someday for me without my dad. And I don't, I, I'm not looking forward to that. I talk with him every day on the way to work. And so that day will be hard. And we all can't live forever. So we know it comes. And uh, so that just had me thinking this week. And I just wanted to share that with you. Um, maybe I'll post a picture of, of my new nephew if I can get permission to do so. I know my brother is really excited to come on the podcast here and, and talk about my adoption story and his role in, in it. And now with this new tool that I'm borrowing, we'll be able to do that. So I'm looking forward to recording that. And I'm hoping to put together some of the interview that I, that I did with my dad and um, maybe share some of that with you as well. So again, thank you for stopping by. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode and take care.